Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. Okay, what's this sound? Back, back, back again. (laughs) I don't know. Iced coffee, I know. But the listeners have to guess. (laughs) I'm watching you shake your coffee. Back to a typical Friday. Just Christian and I. We got our coffees. Guys, we are really excited because we're sitting here pumped just to do some episodes by ourselves. We obviously love interviews, but this podcast was bred after Samantha and I just would have the weirdest, awkwardly like deep or just odd topic to conversations. And we were like, doesn't everyone have these conversations? And we're like, oh, people don't. Yeah. And so we were like, we should do a podcast to talk about how to think through these things yeah. or like what we're processing. So here we are and we're excited to be back together yes. again today. Our studio is freezing today. Yeah, we are very cold with our iced coffees in the middle of winter. I don't know what we were thinking, but we are going to be breaking down a lot of this new age movement today, which it's so weird because I think we actually have mentioned it once before on our Ask the Pastor episode. Someone said like, is it okay for me to use crystals? Or I forgot the exact question, but the answer was no. And I think a lot of Christian and I were just saying as we were prepping to start, a lot of our episodes are kind of like seeing both sides of the story and everything's really not as black and white as we think most of the time. And so it's kind of all these nuanced ideas that you have to sort through. But with this one, we are coming out and saying like, as Christians, it's not okay. We're going to be talking through like horoscopes, manifesting, crystals, Reiki. What else is out there? Tarot card Tarot card reading. And then like lump anything else things. in that sphere together. And we're coming out and saying like, no, they're wrong. But let's explain why. Let's break down. We're not just saying, you know, if you are someone who uses crystals or likes astrology and likes reading your horoscope or your angel numbers and all your signs and all the things like we're not telling you, OK, it's so horrible. Right. This second quit. But we want to explain a little bit more of like why, because I think if you've never been told the reasoning why, then it probably wouldn't make much sense to you. Well, and I think this topic is interesting because in this world where so many different things are vying for like our affection and attention, this is just one of those kind of like hot topics or not even a hot topic, but just like an attractive thing that like if you are not even really knowing where my life is, you're wanting direction, you're wanting an identity, you're struggling of just like who am I, where am I at, what's the purpose of my life, what does my future hold? I think, honestly, like, if you don't know Jesus and you're not surrounded by anyone who knows Jesus, then maybe these things do look really attractive to you. And so I think that's what's confusing because I do think people ultimately begin or look to these things to show direction. We were, like, kind of getting ready for this episode, and it was crazy the amount of studies that I just read about people saying, like, I would rather know my future. Like, it is more stressful to not know my future than to know my future and even understand there's something bad. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, I think, even in our Christian life, a lot of times I've said things like, it would be easier if God could, like, tell me what I'm about to walk through because there is power and knowledge of, like, okay, then I can prepare myself and then all these things. And so I don't think that's, like, a crazy idea. And I think it's so prevalent in our culture also because— 
We are all seeking to understand who we are. And honestly, a lot of people who are part of the New Age movement or maybe you have friends who are really big into their astrology or it's almost even this sense of like, oh, wow, you've got something figured out because you really pressed into that and you're leaning into understanding more of who you are and what life has in store for you. But ultimately, it comes back to this and we'll keep coming back to this idea that like there is a lack of trust in God when we have to figure out our own path. We're saying we don't trust God enough, Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. And I mean, if you call yourself a Christian and identify as a Christ follower, then you do know he is ultimate truth. What he says is true. He has all control of your life. But again, if you've not heard that narrative, then you are going to look for all of those answers in all of the things the world has to offer. And the world has a lot to offer. I mean, they have a lot of different things. I thought it was interesting, a quote I got, and we'll make sure we actually have a lot of resources in this episode. And so we'll make sure to link this all to our show notes, just so you guys can read some of the articles that we took part of. But I just thought it was really interesting. One of the quotes was, human beings constantly seek a narrative to help weave together their past, present, and future. And again, like obviously as a Christ follower, I get to read, we get to read the word every day, and I get to see the God who created me. And just his faithfulness and promises throughout time. And I get to put all of my hope in that. And that is so affirming to me, so assuring. I mean, it makes me feel so loved, so thought of, so cared for. But if you don't have that, then you are just like pulling at every little thing the world has to figure out like, what's my purpose? Where am I supposed to do? What's the next decision I should make? I mean, talk about where we're getting wisdom from all of these things are offering up their version of truth or their version of wisdom. Yeah, I wanted to kind of say this as we start out. So basically, when we're believing in these things to give us direction or comfort or whatever it is, we're basically opposing biblical teaching in two ways. And the first is that we're advocating for faith in something other than God. And the second is that it's a form of divination, which we're told in scripture over and over that that's wrong. I mean, we see, we actually see a lot of practice of back in the Old Testament, they'll say like the magicians or, you know, they practice magical things or they studied the stars or whatever. And anytime we see that being used, it's all used in a pagan context. So we're not seeing these things used by necessarily. A pagan meaning like they do not believe in God. Yes. And so we're not seeing these being used in other ways, but it's also affirming something that I found interesting is like a lot of people will stake the truth of all of these practices in the fact that these are not just new made up things, that these are ancient old practices that are kind of coming back up. And we're not disagreeing with that. Like some of this is in scripture. However, just because something is old and has validity to it doesn't mean that it's good for us or going to help us grow in our walk with God at all. Mm -hmm. And that's what we'll dig into each kind of one of these topics a little bit more. But I did think that was so interesting. I was just sharing with Samantha, just even in my time, because I think some of these things, obviously, if you've never heard the story of Jesus or the story of the gospel, then yeah, you've maybe just chosen to believe one of these new age practices because you've never heard anything else. But I do think maybe some of the people who do have some of these beliefs also have also had introductions to the Bible or introductions to biblical stories. And what I think is interesting about that is, for example, when you look at horoscope readings or if you believe in astrology and the idea that the planet systems and the star structures, constellations are like impacting your day in and day out, there are parts of the Bible where it talks about God giving promises to Abraham and him saying, like, look up at the stars, like I created those for you. Or there's practices back in the old, old age of 
Egyptian and Greek people, like even before Christ, needing to use the stars to understand when seasons were going to come, like when is spring coming? Because I can tell, you know, in the rotation of the earth. And so I think that's where things can get kind of confusing for people, because if they've mixed those things together, that can be really confusing. But where astrology would say, no, like planet structures and star constellations predict your future that is not true. And that is not what the Bible is teaching, that constellations were places that like God has put for us to be in awe of his glory and his creation. Yeah, I mean, that even as you're explaining it to me, it's like a blaring difference of like, well, one thing is just, okay, using stars to like determine the weather or reminding us that, oh, it's a new season and this is when I should plant my crops is very different than using the stars to like lead my everyday decisions. But I think that's where people who believe both narratives or can get confused in narratives can say, oh, that's kind of confusing to me. And that's what we kind of want to weed out. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring up some scripture as we get into it. But this is from Deuteronomy, which is basically a book of kind of law. This is back to the Israelites. And they are needing to know like more detailed law about what is right and wrong. And so this says, okay, so Deuteronomy 1810 says, there shall be not found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, which that's easy for us to be like, okay, duh. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead for whoever does these things is an abomination of the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord, your God is driving them out before you. So, it's very clear. This is not a black and white issue. We should not, as Christians, be engaging in any kind of practice like this that's telling your future, that is looking to bring you something that is what God is supposed to give to you, I guess, is mm-hmm. a better way to say mm-hmm. it. And it is saying straight up, like, that is actually totally against me. It's not saying this is an option. It's not saying, hey, do look to those things. Now, are we saying that, like, if you read your horoscope in a People magazine if you, as you're sitting at the doctor's office, are you, like, literally forever doomed? No, we're not saying that. But obviously, if you are really looking to those things or taking part in these things or having conversations about, I'm kind of starting to feel, you know, I'm in a tough season of life and this really gave me hope, that's a problem. And that is not truth. And that is not how God created us to follow in his footsteps or truth itself. And another thing I just want to mention, which this could end up being a whole nother podcast, maybe it should be, Someone might argue, okay, well, I have manifested and it happened, or I have spoken to relatives from the dead, or I have had a fortune teller tell me my future and it came true. Like, I just want to say, and maybe this is not, like, I believe that there are other external forces working and they are of the devil. And I think when we start dabbling in those things, I'm not saying that some of that might not be real. And that's the point is that it's not of God. And that's why we have to be careful because it's easy to say like, it's not going to hurt me to get a fortune read or it's not going to hurt me to do this or that. But like we're dabbling in things that God specifically says, I don't want you going around or touching. And so I'm not saying that these things are like all just made up. I do believe sometimes there's validity to them. Oh, yeah. And I mean, as you say that, I'm like, you know, the manifesting, we'll get into that a little bit more. But I do think it's just so interesting, all of these things, again, as I read scripture and as I grow to become more like Christ, as I read this truth, I recognize all of the desires of people wanting to know these things or wanting to like make sense of these practices actually, again, are just because we are created by a God who gave us really complex emotions, that he gave us the Holy Spirit to be with us always. And 
in our sinful desires and in our world that is broken and fallen, we create things that are not true out of actually how he created us. And so I think just jumping into like the manifesting portion, I'm like, there are so many times that I have felt nudgings in my heart and mind about something like, hey, I should call that friend or I should text that person. And I do. And actually, it turns out to be one of their hardest days. Literally, that's mm-hmm. happened to me on like, that happened the to me day. yesterday. Yeah, like it's happened to me on a day that someone was like having a miscarriage. And I literally text her just randomly saying like, hey, you were just on my heart and mind today. I prayed for you this morning, wanted to reach out and say hi. And she's like, you didn't know this, but this is what's going on. And still to this day, it's one of those And I've talked to my mom a lot about that because it's happened for her a lot. But I'm like, but that's the Holy Spirit. That is the Trinity as God created the community as like God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit that like we get as a part of his family, we get the Holy Spirit in us to direct our steps, to be with us always. And so with that, there will be nudgings. And so I can see how, again, if you're confused by that, we want to clear that up because the Holy Spirit does prompt us. But that is very different than manifesting and saying, I said this, I believed it, and then it happened. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, when people are talking about manifesting, it's not any kind of outward focus. It's saying, this is what I'm manifesting for my life. And so like, that's a red flag right there because it's all self-centered. It's like, what do I want out of life? I can say this and then get it. It has nothing to do with other people. It's literally, I think they would say that that's like practicing it the wrong way. Like you can't manifest for someone else. Like you have to believe these things. You have to carry these out. And so I don't know. So if you're kind of like, okay, well, I don't really know what manifesting is. Maybe you've heard people say, say like, okay, I'm going to speak this into existence. Like if I say this, like I'm putting it out into the universe. Those are quotes that like I've randomly jokingly said in the last few years of like, oh, you spoke that into existence, like something funny happening. And then I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but like I remember a few times my husband, like something happening in our life and me being like, oh my gosh, you said that last week. You spoke that into an existence. Like Obviously, I don't believe that that has power, but I've even tried to stop saying things like that in a joking manner because a lot of people do believe that that's how it works. And so I think manifesting, if we're just looking at the practical definition of it, is turning in an idea into reality. And so it kind of has this like idea of positive thoughts equal positive results and negative thoughts equal negative results. And again, going back there, there is something to having a positive mindset in life, to looking into life as like, okay, where am I blessed? What good things are in my life already? And that can kind of like change your perspective, your outlook on life. But we're not saying like all you have to do to achieve the life that you want is put it onto a vision board and believe in it. Yeah, multiple times on our podcast, we have talked about how when you have a different perspective of the gospel reigning supreme in your life, then your perspective of situations can be flipped upside down. That like, yeah, that grief can be turned into hope or that sorrow can be turned into joy because we have the hope of the gospel. And I think this gets kind of confusing in the church. I thought we kind of wanted to go further into this in the idea of like manifesting and how it could possibly weave its way into prosperity gospel type things where prosperity gospel says like if you are a good enough christian if you do this this and this then like it will bless me if i you know kind of the whole saying of like say it claim it which i think can be really name it claim it i just thought name it, it yeah. claim it name yeah. it claim it which can be really deceitful and very quickly turned really mm-hmm. not truthful mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I even want to mention when we're talking about prosperity gospel, if some of you don't know, it's this idea that your relationship with God is really to serve you so that you, if you're following God the correct way, that you will receive like wealth and blessing and health. And okay, 
I feel like some people don't know this. I'm just going to say his name. But like if you're following teaching of like Joel Osteen, like that is his belief that like, I mean, he is mega wealthy and he believes that if you just like do all of these right things and you say that you believe in God and you say, I believe I will have wealth, I believe I will have health, that you will receive them, which is like, I think a lot of people believe that. Maybe you're listening and you're like, wait, I didn't know that wasn't valid. It's like, well, I would just push you to go back to scripture and see what scripture says about walking through hardship and suffering and what God actually calls us to. Because I think when we're talking about manifesting, we're also putting this idea on our life that if something bad is happening or if we're walking through suffering, that that wouldn't be from God or that that wouldn't be able to be used by God, where he's actually telling us the opposite. Like, I want you to walk into suffering knowing that I actually like had this in store for you too. Like, I allowed this to happen because I have plans for to use this in you. And so it like takes that idea that's really prevalent in scripture completely out of our lives. Yeah, we want to use definitions when we can. So I did, I just like looked it up really quick so we can have the actual definition. But prosperity theology is that the financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for them and that their faith, positive speech and donations to religious causes will increase one's material wealth. And I think that's just so interesting because like what you're just saying there, I think some of this stuff, like I told Samantha, I was really uncomfortable coming into this conversation. I'm really like, I don't know a ton about all of these things because I've just I've never really been surrounded by them. But obviously, as they've just been more and more brought into our culture, I just think it's so interesting because as someone who has read the Bible and who reads these stories, our church is currently even going through Esther. And even this last week, we were talking about how messed up. I mean, the book of Esther ends with this giant mass murder. She pretty much like enters this like competition to be like The Bachelor. We have a whole series on this book. I mean, has sex with a man who's not her husband, has all of these terrible things, like is really deceitful to pretty much like get him killed, all of his people killed. I mean, it's a bad story. But like you then read that story in context of all of these other stories of the Bible and that God used broken people for his ultimate good. God uses really messed up, really sad stories and situations for his good. And so I think I get confused where that narrative is ever. I mean, I don't get confused. Obviously, narratives get switched. But I'm just like, if you actually read stories of the Bible, literally, it actually tells us we will suffer. It tells us we will walk through hardship. And so a narrative that says, no, actually, you will have health, you will have wealth, is actually not true. Like, it's actually the exact opposite. And it's not going to be true. So then what are you left to believe in? Yep. When when you are believing yeah, that's that, a sucky situation. when you're believing that, and maybe some good things are happening in your life, and you're like, okay, but then inevitably something is going to happen. And then where do you turn to? What do you believe about God then? If you only believe that he's giving you blessings, like what do you do with that when you're faced with the challenge? But okay, so kind of like twisting gears, because we want to cover some of the specific things. Christian is like a little bit, I feel like I've had some weird encounters with like new age stuff. And I definitely, I'll say this, like if I wasn't a believer, I think I would be really attracted to this kind of thing because just like in health and wellness, like I kind of like thinking through these things. And so I'll tell two random stories. So one time, I don't think I've told you this story. One of them, you know, but. I'm one of them I know. Okay. So it was about a year ago and I had been wanting, I like had some health issues stuff going on and I have a lot of like lymphatic drainage problems. And I, there's no one in our town that specifically at the time was advertising that they do like lymphatic drainage massage, which is like, like really common and good. And so that has nothing to do with like the weirdness, you know, they like manually drain like your lymph nodes and stuff. So I was looking for someone and there was like one person I found 
And I forgot what, I'm not going to name the company, but like I forgot what it was called. But like looking back, it should include me in that it was like new aging, kind of weird. So I like go to her office and I walk in and it's just like a hodgepodge kind of office. And there's all these like angel pictures, like angel babies, like cherubim, like type babies. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then, you know, she wants to sit and talk to me and we start talking and she's like very in the feelings and things. And there's a lot of like inspirational quotes and she keeps mentioning God. So I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm just naive, I think, to this. And I'm like, okay, maybe she's a Christian in whatever way. And I end up like telling her my story with loss and all these deep things. So we go in for the massage and she ends up doing some, like I did not give permission. And of course I could have set up and be like, please don't do this. But she ended up doing this like Reiki type thing on me where it's basically like moving your hands in a certain way to use like energy healing, which like I don't believe in. Okay. And so I'm sitting there laying here, but she's a nice lady and we're like chatting, chatting, chatting. I'm like kind of falling asleep because I'm like, I don't believe in this. I'm kind of praying like, okay, I don't believe that it's just going to take over me or anything. But I'm just like, okay, I'm going to pray against anything that she's like doing to my body right now. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just praying like, Lord, like I trust in you. You I and I had a situation like that at a spa together, kind of. And all of us talked about like, we didn't really know. But during the whole time, I'm just sitting there praying. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like half listening. Well, then before I know it, she is like, I am picking up on some some things from you. Do you mind if I share it? And I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I didn't know what to say. Have I told you this? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if I had. So I was like, well, what, am I supposed to be like, no? Like, I'm like, what are you picking up on? Like, do I have some disease? Like, tell me. Like, I'm kind of like, okay. So she ends up like telling me, she's calling it my aura, which I'm like, I don't believe in this, ma'am. I don't want to know. I, I was like, I should have just said no. But she starts telling me like, What was funny about it is like it literally I had just shared with her my whole story and it was basically like I feel this strength in you that you can overcome hard things. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like I believe that about myself. God has helped me overcome hard things. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I need to get out of here. But it was so interesting to me to that experience that first I was so naive to it, but then be like, a lot of people cling to those things. And people might go to her searching for answers about things. And I'm like, this is just a lady in a basement office room like whatever. Okay. Whether it's real or not. And then to jump. So Reiki, like if you're doing any kind of that stuff or a reading, like that's not of God. And then let's jump into crystals because they are like all the rage right now. I mean, they are all the anytime rage. Anytime I'm in like a gift shop or something, I feel like it, there's like books on crystals. I have friends who are into that and they talk about like charging their crystals when there's a full moon. You've heard mm-hmm. this, right? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. you like see it on social media. I saw someone media. the other day that they were like charging our crystals in the full moon night. Yeah. I mean, like heads up, there's going to be a full moon. Like you need to make sure and charge your crystals. So I'm like, what is this? And like, I have a family member who's into a lot of this, like the angel numbers, the charging. Oh, by the way, looking back at that lady's office with the little angels, I think all those little cherubim, like baby angels had something to do with angel numbers. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Guys, we didn't even know what angel numbers were recently. Yeah. We were like, we literally walked into a shop and I was like, what are these? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was told by someone much younger than I, I was like, what oh, they I'm are. so out of it. So I am going, my husband wins this like 
trip from his work and we get to go to this like really, 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 really nice like resort in Sedona. And Sedona is very like new agey. I didn't really know that until right before I went, someone said something like that. Like there's this mountain that you're supposed to do this hike and we didn't do it, but a lot of people in our, like that were on that trip with us did. And they say you like stand in the middle and there's some like goddess of wind or something that kind of like reads your energy. (laughs) You guys should see Christian space right now. That like reads your energy and like the wind picks up and most of them didn't believe it. We didn't not do it because we were like believed that would be wrong. We just like happened to not go. But it was funny to like hear some people were like, it was so weird when I walked up, I'd been struggling through this thing and then the wind picked up and then I moved back and it stopped and I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I go to the spa at this place and I'm getting a facial, okay? I'm like, great, this is gonna be amazing. So I'm getting my facial, it's great. She's closing out on the facial. My eyes are still closed. And she's like, okay, this is how she's talking. She's like, please. And she tells me that she moved to Sedona because she likes all this practice. She's like, please put your hand in this basket and grab the crystal that you feel your energy pulling yourself to. So I'm like reaching my hand out and I'm just like sticking my hand in a basket. Once again, exhibit number two of Samantha just being like, I guess I'll do it. Okay, I'm literally I'm laying kidding. there still naked and with my I'm uh, just uh, like a you cover know, over my eyes. I'm just like, okay, I'll grab the crystal. Like, I'm not going to believe this, whatever. So I like, grab this crystal, okay? And she sits me up and she's like, oh, this is a fabulous choice. This crystal is like this crystal of new life and this new beginning and this new birth. Okay, well, it was so weird because on that trip, two days before we left, we had found out that we were adopting our son and he was due any day. And so that's where it starts getting in your head because I was like, okay, that is kind of weird. So I leave and I like tell my husband about it. I was like, isn't that weird that like I got this crystal that means like birth or whatever. And so I throw this card that's explaining it and this crystal into my bag, okay? And I don't think of it again. Well, that shoots me into getting home from that trip and three days later, going into the ICU, having the septic infection, this wild three months. And I never thought anything of it, but I was cleaning out like months later, cleaning out that purse I had used from the trip. And I find that crystal and I am like, this woman like cursed me with this dang crystal. And I literally took it outside to my backyard and chucked it outside because I was like, I don't want this in my home. Guys, I don't actually believe that that made me get a septic infection and end up in the ICU. But that's just kind of my experiences with like how you can kind of start believing that when you're in the moment. But then also I'm like, I don't like that in my home anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, I just, uh, yeah. It's kind of like you should be (laughs) looking at Christian's face. And I genuinely am not having these responses to be like, crude or disengage or disrespect someone who would believe these things. I just genuinely don't know how people are like going to a desert. Like you've sat in a science class, like, you know, there's patterns of wind and like there's gravity and there's like poles from all of the different like, I don't even know the words in science, but like obviously our planets rotate around an orbit around a sun that is getting pulled like we are rotating in itself, but also rotating on the sun. I'm doing hand motions right now. But I'm like, yeah, of course, there's wind patterns to how the wind whips around in a desert. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so confused. And so that's where I'm kind of like people. And so I'm like, if you're putting your hope or you're putting your expectation for good things or your expectation for knowledge or wisdom to be gained from a wind pattern or an experience in a windy desert, 
I'm just confused. Well, you know, you just have to put it in perspective. I mean, this lady who was doing my facial, we ended up talking the whole time. And her, she was British and she moved 20 years before that. Literally, her and her husband were so, they were growing in the New Age movement in London, Europe, wherever they were living there, that they like literally dropped everything in their life to move to Sedona because they needed to be immersed in it that much more. And I ended up sharing with her that, you know, it's interesting. Like if you say, I shared, I believe in God, and that's where I feel like my source of trust and everything in my life comes from. I look to God for direction in my life, and that's where all of my faith is put. And it's weird because she's like, oh, yes, like me too. Like that is to her and, I, you know, I kind of pressed in more of like, yeah, I mean, I there's nothing other than this one God that I worship. And But to her, it's like, that's welcome because it's part of your spirituality. And I think what happens is like if you're already emotionally experiencing something or trying to process something and then you get just like a coincidental hint of something or whether it's coincidence, whether it's real, whatever, then that does. That's what I meant by that crystal. Like when she did tell me I picked that one, I was like, well, there's this whole basket of crystals and they all look really different. And I did happen to get this one that's about this like birth and new beginnings and all these things. And it's like, you kind of start to equate those things and then it feels really good. You feel like affirmed in your feelings. Well, and I'm like, that's why I like, think it's easy to get there in your thought because also like, yeah, we all want to think that, oh yeah, I had a great thought or I was so smart or I made this happen or wow, it's all coming together. Like, I think all of those things are actually really normal because we sit here and we're just like clinging at wanting affirmation in our thoughts. But then like the Bible over and over and over and over and again is saying the heart's deceitful. Feelings are like not valid that like we are fallen and broken people. And so like, I mean, one of the things that obviously validates Jesus and the Bible and the story of the gospel for me is like how much it corresponds with so much history. And so like in my belief and in my understanding of that, it has to be true. And so I just see it so confused slash concerned slash sad when people are grasping that bad at wanting an identity or hope or plans for the future or expectation in their life from these things that like have no backing are totally faulty and don't fulfill in any way if they don't work. Yeah. I don't know. It's so interesting. And yeah, we're going to get to the point of like, well, what can we put our hope in? You guys already know the answer. It's Jesus. Like all these things you're looking for can be found in Jesus, but it's maybe not the way that's going to give you like an immediate satisfaction or X, Y, Z. But I found this article and I was telling Christian about it earlier from Christianity Today. And I think it ended up being the top article from their testimony category in 2022. And so it's this lady named Doreen Virtue, which I thought that's so interesting that her last name is Virtue. She was the top, I'm not going to read all of the article, but she was explaining that about 20 years ago, she was the number one best-selling author in the New Age movement and category. And so I looked up her books and she has tons of books, speaking of angel numbers, like all her books are like on angel numbers and Reiki healing and all these things. And so she talks about, I'll just kind of jump in and like share a little bit what she says. Okay. She says, I grew up in the false church of Christian science, although my mom always said we were Christians. I was taught to ignore the negative parts of the Bible, such as the fall of humanity and the crucifixion of Jesus. To the extent that we studied scripture, we only cherry-picked verses and read them out of context. So I was ripe for the devil's deception. And then she goes on to talk about she went to this university where she becomes a psychiatrist, and she really like started getting into this world of where she would go speak at these conferences, where she says she preached the gospel of 
self-help. So she then was offered a publishing deal. I'm kind of like going through all this. We'll definitely link this article because I, I found it so interesting. So her popularity was just growing and growing. She's like the leading person that's like traveling to these conventions around the world. She said, during breaks from speaking, I would walk around the convention floors and visit the various New Age booths. I was intrigued by the healing crystals and other exotic wares they displayed, as well as the healing techniques they promoted, which involved sound, energy, massage, and yoga. From these vendors, I learned more about the New Age beliefs and practices. Soon enough, I was teaching these methods at my workshops, incorporating them in my books. I started studying the chakra cleansing, astrology, divination, and other New Age practices. New Agers often view Christianity as having dogmatic rules, but they have their own rigid standards about what an enlightened person must do and mustn't do, which is interesting because earlier I said like some of these people view as like, well, you're so enlightened about yourself if you practice these things. So she goes on to say like she taught techniques like vision boards positive affirmations, believing and teaching that your words create your reality. Guys, this was so popular 20 years ago, but I could have picked this up from any 20-year-old girl's like Instagram page. Like this is literally still happening. And so she says, many of us twisted Jesus's words to suggest that God would give you whatever you asked for. And all the while, we held up our wealth and our fame as evidence that these principles were true and effective. Prosperity gospel. So then she says, yet despite this worldly success, we were Unrepentant sinners with lives marred by divorces and addictions, having sold out workshops, standing ovations, adoring fans, and celebrity friends gave us all swollen egos. But I remember believing my every thought was a message or sign from God or his angels. So I won't keep reading the whole thing, but she becomes a Christian. Like somehow she is desperate. She basically says her life was falling apart. This was her outward life that every she had wealth and she had fame and she was so successful and she was so enlightened and knew herself so well. And like she said, she kind of goes into more detail that like literally anything that would happen, she was constantly looking at as like, oh, that's a sign from an angel or God telling me to do this or that. How confusing in your life then? And then her life starts to fall apart and she one day meets Jesus. And so now she can look back at so many of those practices and say that was so wrong. So I would highly suggest everyone go read that article because it's so intriguing. And I love that, too, because also like she became a Christian and now can recognize like, oh, like bad things in my life are not bad things because I can now understand the whole story of the gospel that like bad things are going to happen because we live in a broken world. And so my bad things, I still have hope in the bad things where like previously bad things were happening. And she's like, what the heck? Like I'm addicted and I have I'm going through a divorce, but like I'm preaching this stuff over here. But now as a Christian, that makes sense because there's hope in the chaos or there's like Again, joy in the sorrow, which I just think is so interesting. So like, obviously with all of these things, just going back to in all of this stuff, we're clinging and we're looking for worth. We're looking for an identity. We're looking for wisdom. And so I just even wanted to start. James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And I just think right there, again, like that is the answer to our wisdom. But we just wanted to kind of end this podcast just on a few things of, again, as we're all searching for an identity, we're searching for who we are. We believe that that's found in scripture. We, that's found in a relationship with God. And so we have all these verses. We'll make sure to link some in our show notes too. And just maybe some resources on social media for you guys. But in Christ, that we are chosen, that he's our father, our greatest father, that we're a child of God, that we're redeemed, we're made new, we're loved, and we are forgiven, we're accepted, we're precious, we're strong. I mean, I could go on and on, but like reading through those things, I was like, gosh, like it makes me sad for these people who 
again, just are pulling at all of the strings for wanting to find satisfaction or affirmations in these things when like all of that stuff is found in Jesus. Yeah. And if it's not this that you lean into to find those things, like I'm even thinking, yeah, it makes me sad for those. But like we as humans like do that in a million other ways too. This I think is just like glaringly obvious and something super against God's will. It's like, yeah, you might not be able to know your exact future of like what tomorrow is going to bring, but not to sound cheesy, but you know who holds your future. Like God has already told us what the end is going to be like, and we can put our hope in that. And that goes above anything else that you would need to know on earth. So yeah. And obviously Samantha and I are here too. I love that you said that. And I want it in there because Obviously, Samantha and I don't have it all put together. I mean, we're picking on this topic because obviously it's a hot topic and people are asking about it and we want to have a conversation around what we believe and what scripture says about this. But we cling to get our identity or our satisfaction in our marriages or in our parenting style or the performance of our children or how much we can achieve or how beautiful we look. I mean, so all of those things is just another form of us thinking more of ourselves and less of God. And let's be people who like turn to him for wisdom, for our satisfaction completely because he is that. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Bye.